Previously on Libel the Bible. Miriam dies. Aaron dies. The Israelites complain of thirst. Moses bungles Yahweh's instructions about getting water from a stone and is denied entry to the promised land. Tired of listening to the Israelites complain about everything, like starving and dying of thirst, Yahweh places thousands of snakes in their midst to teach them a lesson in obedience. The Israelites start wilding and take over Jazer and Bashan. And now, episode 38 of Libel the Bible. Rusty, do you know why you're here? <laughs> I mean, it's not your company. <laughs> Yo, I hit record, man. Uh, what's what's going on? My name is Rusty. Uh, this is Scott. Welcome to the Bible to Bible. Um, uh, Russ, man, we need to take care of some housekeeping business before we do anything. Housekeeping? Well, I mean, that's the term you use for like you know taking care of the uh, the, the corporate side of things. You know? Oh, interesting. Um, you know, we're I, quickly. I, I didn't realize we were going to do that on air. Right. Uh, well, you know, I, I like I, it. I, I like I it. I didn't want to, but um, you know, October's fast approaching. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what we call in the uh, the corporate world Q four. Mm-hmm. You don't have to really deal with upper management. I do, mm-hmm. so you know, it's gonna st- they're gonna start that corporate bullshit in the fourth quarter about reviewing people and like rating people and everything. And I got to tell you. First as at first as the manager, mm-hmm. and kind of as your friend, mm-hmm. you got to shape up, man. Yeah, yeah. Your review's not looking good. If it's you know what's yeah. going on, uh, you know. First of all, I mean, when was the last time I saw you, man? You grew a beard since the last time I saw you. That's how long ago it was. Really? Yeah. I mean, I don't know how long. Ten days, maybe. I, I really don't know. We actually. had like four episodes in the bank. Did we? We released an episode yeah. today. Yeah, we 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 and we we're. we're, we're Seven days from overdrafting on that fucking bank account. Oh, all because right. you're, you're down to the wire, man. All right, so we're recording right now. Yeah. This will be put out seven days from today. Right. And between today and then, we're going to record at least one more at episode. At least one we have to. Yeah. yeah, so what's the problem? All right, listen, man. It's just you're nonchalant. You know, you're calling in late. You're calling in sick. You're calling in dead. So, all this what stuff. it really sounds like is you don't like... It's not so much my work performance, it's my attitude that you have a problem with. <laughs> you know, when you show up, yeah, you tend to do a good job. Yeah. Like, I don't want to say excellent, Rusty's an excellent employee when he shows up. Like, right. That doesn't look good either. Right. Man, you know. So, you have a problem with my absenteeism. Yeah, absenteeism, your nonchalant on the editing, right. the uploading. Well, I, I feel know. like I have a little bit of leverage. Oh, do you? I mean, look. It's not, well, there's no leverage. Leverage against what? Well, you're giving me my performance review, right? No, this is your pre-performance review, so I don't have to give you a bad performance review. Right. Well, but I'm assuming the (laughs) (laughs) performance... What are the punishment? Demerits? If I like, if I fuck up, I'll get a demerit. If I I fuck up again, I'll have five demerits. I guess it'd be like progressive discipline. Ten demerits, and you give me a super demerit. (laughs) If I get a hundred super demerits, I get an ultra demerit. You know, I think you're on course for one of those. But, um, yeah. So, yeah. So, I don't know. Like, um, it's been like a hectic time of year, you know. Mm -hmm. So, that... Um, you know, so I haven't really had like a lot of time, uh, to delve in 
detail about like the Bible reading. So like I have been reading the Bible, but sometimes I don't have like the time to like really sit down and like take notes and like really like analyze it, you know, like shit's a little like hectic, um, at this time of year. Um, and I mean like the thrill of like Exodus has worn off the thrill of like, uh, Genesis has worn off, you know, Leviticus left like a little bit of a bad taste in the mouth. But I mean, like when I objectively look at it, numbers is all right. Like today, you know, there's I was gonna, I was gonna interrupt some good you and shit say, going on. As you know, because we're having a dialogue here to improve, you know, both you and me and mm-hmm. the show. Sure, sure. And um, sure. I was going to say, listen, man, numbers is going to pick up. I know we've had a the, the rough mm-hmm. stretch lately, mm-hmm. but, you, you know, the, I want you to I want you to want to work here, man. Yeah. All right. And, uh, that's all right. Well, I, I'm glad that you brought, you know, um, my deficiencies to my attention. Um, oh, that's that was a deficiency. Deficiencies, I would be like, yo, what was that editing shit you did that I had to correct you on last night? <laughs> Rusty took all the tracks and somehow overlapped them instead of putting them one after the other. That's not true. I overlapped um, our intro music. So, like, if our intro music is like fifteen seconds long, like the first fifteen seconds of the actual show opening and the previously on. No, the previously It was the on. previously on, the no. first 15 seconds of our talking, and the music. It wasn't that oh, at maybe all. maybe not the music. It wasn't. No, it was, ju- it was, d- it was just two dialogues int- on top of each the other. The intro music, I, I didn't two, space it out. I didn't. two dialogues on top of each other, man. It was the intro music and the show opening, the regular show opening. Scott's back to opening his wine on the air. Well, I, I thought you did away with that because of me. I thought because I make fun of it all the time, yeah, as you like said. Like you're doing right now. Like I'm just saying... For er, for anybody li- for anybody listening, we're on episode thirty eight. Go listen to the first three minutes of every single episode, and you tell me if I make fun of Scott for opening his wine because that he says he stopped doing it because I was making fun of him. So let us know. Hey, listen, man, comment listen, down below. This is this is about you today, all right? It's not about me. Yeah. So yeah, I need you to um, I need to know. You had mentioned uh, like when I got upset that you were criticizing me. You said, Scott, I just want to make the show a better show. Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah. You know the first step to making a good show? Tell me. Showing up for the show. No. Nah, I'm right. here. I'm here. Yeah, you're here. All right. And I yeah, mean, this I is it. this is episode thirty eight. Have we missed a single week of production? Yeah. No. <laughs> no. I mean Oh, uh, we, we did one, but we had to throw one out One because I so was in Albuquerque. And, and we I got were COVID. and <laughs> I got we were COVID scheduled to meet, but you're the one that couldn't make it. Mm. Yeah. Have I ever not made it when I had to make it? Shit. Listen, just because you make it doesn't mean it's not like um doesn't mean it doesn't like, give you stress. Yeah, it's like the thinking last if I'm like, gonna make it. Yeah, exactly. I see. Exactly. So I said Russell, So so your stress issues are my problem now. <laughs> <laughs> when you're the one causing the stress, yes. By showing up all the time. <laughs> But like at the last minute. <laughs> at the last minute. Now I'm pouring, pouring wine on, on the air. What are you drinking? I'm drinking a... Uh, wait, wait, wait. I can't talk because I'm six inches from the mic. It's um, it's a Francis Ford Coppola director's cut. Cabernet, cinema. If anyone who drinks like Francis Ford Coppola, the, the one that you... Uh, um, I mean, he's got a good, uh, he's got a good he, vineyard. He does. I find that the... 
the like like his regular Cabernet is better than like his director's cut Cabernet. No. I tend to find like uh, you know because I don't have an advanced tongue. You know, maybe somebody that hasn't you know that's a wine snob would differ, but I don't know. Speaking of advanced tongues, <laughs> I heard someone say that "Hungry Like the Wolf" by Duran Duran is about cunnilingus. Really? Yeah. So. Everybody out there in the audience, I don't know, go look at the lyrics. I looked at the lyrics. I don't think so, but wanna, someone told me like well, 100%. You want to pause for like three minutes and listen to it and then come back and review it? No, I don't want to listen to the song. I mean, I could pull up the lyrics. You want me to pull up the lyrics yeah, to Hungry I, Like the Wolf? I don't really care. I mean, that's yeah, something we can look no. into. But, um, yeah, but you, 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 well, you guys out there in we'll, the audience, we'll you can pause it. us yeah, and uh, go uh, take a look at the lyrics. Yeah, smash the comment button below. Yeah. Like and subscribe. You know, so when they say smash the like button, because mm-hmm. I use the word smash in a different way. Like fucking? Right. Like you like to smash? <laughs> so, like, people are smashing So you hit it with your penis? <laughs> yeah. Well, look, this younger generation today, you know, they've gr- they have grown up with internet porn. We grew up. Do you remember what we grew up with, Scott? Finding old nudie magazines like under someone's bed. Or well, like, that like you know like you're a, a creepy friend's like dad or something. Yeah, had, look like, what I found. <laughs> yeah, I have a friend. I had a friend. Um, you've met him. We went to the Pink Floyd concert with him. Uh, he lives in Philadelphia. Yeah. His parents had a bathroom where the wallpaper was like old, like seventies, like Playboy models. Seriously? Yeah, like yeah, in their house. Like I've seen, like I've, I've been to a lot of hipster balls, like in Bushwick and Williamsburg. That now, makes, like that's how they plaster their bathrooms. Or like, you know, yes. Old. And this this middle aged couple in the early eighties of Philadelphia had this in their like. Well, he was a musician. He was a drummer. Yeah. You know what I mean? So who knows what kind of swinging like shit they had going on. Oh, 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 I'm start. So they actually put that wallpaper up. Yeah, oh. yeah. No, it was a house That's they great. bought, and it was like I thought yeah. they bought it with that. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so what we grew up with, if you, yeah. So like Scott said, definitely magazines. But really, what we grew up with was that like not the pixelated, that like you know like the the Cinemax, that but like scrambled. it was all scrambled, right? So you had to like watch it like a hawk for like <laughs> thirty minutes to catch like a glimpse of like you know an areola if you were lucky. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you're like, oh, oh, oh here we go. And it, it, but it was in black and white. Like, to get the color, oh, right, one right, right, was right. really like hitting the jackpot. Yeah. So kids today, you know, they have grown up. With, like, everything available to them yeah. at the touch of their fingertips. So <laughs> when they, like, smash, you know, like, the keyboard, I wouldn't be shocked if they are smashing the keyboard. Nice. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Remember Phoebe Cates getting out of the pool? Yes, of course. Yeah. I mean, right. That's, like, Gen X's, you know. That's yeah. that's Gen X's version of Marilyn Monroe, I guess, like, on the subway grate, <laughs> you know. <laughs> like, those iconic, like, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, yeah, so uh, we're back. Uh, we haven't talked about current events or anything. Uh, anything you want to talk about? I mean, uh, the queen died. Yeah, the queen died. When was it? Like yeah, a couple of days ago. Yeah, like three, four days ago, that bitch died. Yikes. 
<laughs> I mean, come on. Everybody was like all like shock. Like the woman was 96 years I, old. I, 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 we, I, uh, John Oliver's last week tonight. Yeah. He made that joke, uh, you know. Shockingly, a 96-year-old woman yeah. died of natural causes. Oh, it's still sad. It's, I mean, the it's, obvi- not, it's not sad for me. I got to tell know. you, it's the obvious joke to make because everybody is so like, it's, she's 96 years old. My favorite joke was the meme that went around with 73-year-old man finally gets a job and it's, it's Prince <laughs> Charles. Charles. <laughs> yeah, he's been... Uh, I can't tell if he's wanted her to die, if he wanted to be king because it's almost easier not to be king Oh, it's better to be like the second-hand guy. Like you just you reap There's all the no benefits, pressure, right? Pressure. You don't have to meet yeah. the prime minister. Yeah, you don't take all the heat. Maybe he's a bumbling idiot. Like he spent like the last forty years trying to kill her. Like he just oh. fucks it up all the time. I I think he is a bumbling idiot. That's his mother. Wait, right? a bumbling or a bungling? Bungling, right? Not bumble. You know, I think I pronounce I say it like bumbling, like bumblebeeing, yeah. bumbling. But it's probably bungling. All right, well, comment down below if you guys know out there in the Smash audience. The shit out of that is button. it bungling or bumbling? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's current events. Uh, Ukraine uh, apparently sustained a counteroffensive that uh, Ukraine that uh, that brought back some land. Um, Ukraine is game to you. <laughs> Joke. I smash your game. No, when you say smash the game. <laughs> <laughs> so my dad was giving me a little insight into um, some of the logistical issues. So my dad was in the Soviet Army, okay? Mm-hmm. And he said that th- there's a huge difference between Western armies and what the Soviet Army was like. And Ukraine coming into this war was very much like a Soviet-style army because it came out of the Soviet system. But over the course of this war, they've changed to a more Western style. And here's what that means. In a Western military, you have, like, your platoon, Mm -hmm. you know, and the person in charge of the platoon is a sergeant. So when you're, like, in the shit, you're taking orders from, like, your platoon sergeant. The platoon sergeant takes his orders from the lieutenant, the platoon lieutenant. Um, who's always depicted as a bungling idiot. <laughs> right. Well, because lieutenants are just com- like the sergeants are like enlisted men who have experience, mm-hmm. right? Like the lieutenants are like the kids that have just like come out of like West Point or whatever, you know, they don't have no military experience. Mm-hmm. It's like all theory to them. It's like all class classroom shit. Um, so the lieutenant is there, the sergeant is there, and then the soldiers are there. Then you've got, like, whatever, your majors, your captains, your colonels, but they're not with, you know, the fighting men. They're, like, out, like, in the headquarters or whatever. In the Soviet-style system, like, you have all those people still, but commands apparently come from, like, HQ. And HQ is really, like, whoever's in charge of traditionally the communist party because i'm talking about soviet era now it's not the communist party anymore now it's just whatever putin's party is so my dad was saying in the soviet system it can get very complicated because when you're out in the field and you're like facing action commands aren't coming from people on the ground so shit's not coming to you quick like it takes time and the people who are giving you the orders they don't know what's happening logistically always so that's like a big problem for the Russian army. Now, Ukraine 
they adopted a more Western approach. This is what my dad is telling me. Right, right. This is based on like I guess like he's been listening to like some podcasts um, from like experts, military experts about like what's going on over there. You know, he watches like some Ukrainian TV and hey, he can watches. Can I you for a second? Yeah. How, how old is your dad? He is seventy-five. All right, my father's seventy-nine, and to this day, I gotta explain to him what a podcast is. No matter how many times I talk about the fact that I have a podcast, yeah, yeah. It's a little well, strange. what's to explain? It's it's radio on demand, yeah. is what it is. It's like you know, I, I mean, my, my dad, or it's like on demand TV, but instead of video, it's audio. Oh. Now I get it. It's like Netflix for the ears. Yeah, it's like when he stays at a hotel and he like orders porn. It's like the porn that he orders, but like only like through the ears. That's mm. it. All right. Sorry. So your dad was saying. Uh, so that's it. So podcast. so like so we were talking about Ukraine and basically, um, my understanding is there was some counterintelligence shit going on where the Ukrainians made the Russian intelligence community believed that they were going to invade like some key city in the south of Ukraine that Russia has occupied mm-hmm. and Russia moved like their most elite like units to that area and while they were in the process of moving to that area the Ukrainians started bombing like the bridges and they basically separated this unit into two parts because nice. they bombed out the bridges and now one part of it is like isolated the other part has nowhere to go, but the Ukrainians had no intention of going to this place anyway. And while the while they were bombing out the bridges, trapping the elite Russian units in the south southern part of Ukraine, the Ukrainian army was taking over some shit like in the northern part of Ukraine. They Schwarzkopf them. So this is like some American like intelligence shit, you know what I mean? Obviously, America's helping them with not only weapons, but obviously with like all that spy shit too and yeah, strategy. They did that in Desert Storm, right? Schwarzkopf led Saddam Hussein to believe that they were attacking over here when they actually came from over here. Yeah. I don't know, maybe. I mean, yeah. it's possible, but yeah, it sounds like a you know sounds like a military strategy. Schwarzkopf's on the on the payroll of the Ukrainians. Yeah. Like. Well, but then Baghdad Bob was like, "Do not worry." We are not under attack. Miles and miles (laughs) away. (laughs) We will be able to withstand any heavy bombing. Yeah. You know that guy's alive. Is he? Yeah, I just recently looked up Baghdad Bob. For those that don't know, uh, after 9-11, America invades Iraq in 2003. And one of the most famous, like, figures of that war was, like, I guess he was their TV. Like he was, he was the press secretary. He was like the spokesman yeah. for the army. He would get on TV talking about how like they're completely in control, Iraq. And while he's talking from a bunker, like you just hear like the shelling, and literally his bunker is like shaking from American bombs, was- which, by the way, were called bunker busters, <laughs> <laughs> because they would burrow. Yeah. meters into the ground yeah. before exploding. We had one bomb that could turn a corner. You remember that bomb? Like It could like go into like an empty warehouse, turn a corner. Well, not empty, but you know what I mean. Like Go into a warehouse, turn a corner, and then explode. I saw a... Like, I remember a political cartoon back from... But we back can't solve day. homelessness. Can you imagine if we funneled that much money into like solving any problem that we have? That's just crazy talk. 
You know, like killing people, you know, we'll funnel as much money as we can into that shit. And wait, 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 wait. You got brown people over there? We'll funnel our best weapons <laughs> right. over there. Yeah, crazy, man. I said, it was a, it was a political cartoon I saw you many years ago. It was like Saddam Hussein in the house. And it was just like a missile coming at him. And then it stopped at his door and like knocked on the door. When he looked through the people, it had like flowers in its hand. And when he opened the door, the bomb hit him in the face. I mean, that's great. That's, <laughs> that's the kind of shit that we built. Yeah, yeah stuff, we, we totally were able to build that. Good stuff. But I mean, listen, when you spend like fucking and accumulate trillions of dollars on war, you're going to invent some fucking goodies. George Holland once said, uh, you, you, you know why we're good at war? We've got a lot of practice. Yeah. That guy yeah. was ahead of his time. Yeah, yeah he was. Um, before we get into numbers, I want to actually segue into something religious that was kind of disturbing to me. Um, I was I was out... I was out in the Hamptons, hobnobbing <laughs> with all the people out there again. And uh, this woman that I've known for all intents and purposes my entire life, good friend of the family, good friend of the parents, um, she started kind of talking crazy. She started talking about, uh, I don't know, I mean, don't get me wrong, like there's four bottles of wine in. She starts talking about like, a, you know, I got guns. I'm going to protect what I got. I'm going to protect what's mine. They're coming for my stuff. And it was like, wait, wait, What? Who's they? And she's right, right. So, and, and my whole life, she was, and even after this conversation, she's still. I think she's so sweet. Um, I think she's just derailed. She's probably in her seventies at this point. And um, we was like, who's coming for your stuff? You know, they. It was always they. Yeah. She never came out and said who they are, but she started talking like every Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity, Newsmax talk point of how they are coming for our way of life. And I'm like, wait, wait, do you think people are coming to your neighborhood to like physically like take your house? They would if they could, if we let them. Okay. And this went on and on. And I was like, okay, all right. And then She lives in Queens? No, she's out in Long Island in like a like Suffolk County. Like mm-hmm. like far removed from like or the reality we know, you know what I mean? Suffolk. I don't I'm, I'm gonna say right. I'm gonna say at least I slip. I, I'm not really familiar well, with anything between Queens and the Hamptons. Like everything, it's, it's, it's drive over country Lake for and, me. Lincoln, not Lakeland. Right. <laughs> well, the reason I'm asking is because you're saying how she's afraid that they're coming for her way of life, and I'm just wondering, like, if you can elaborate on what is her way of life. Oh, like, uh, what, what will they not, be taking away? They're not rich, but they're. They're, they're well off. Okay, they're, so they're, someone is coming to take her home? That's what I was trying, I was trying to say. Someone is coming to take her SUV. I don't know. Marshalls, they're going to close down. I don't understand. When, when, when I started trying to pin her down like that, she basically pivoted into not so much her, her physical items, but her way of life. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they're going to change everything. What? No more bagels? Like, what is I don't everything? know. I could not get to the root of her fear. And then I know what it is. It got weird. It got worse, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. I mean, you know what her way of life is? Good, being surrounded by white people. Yes, of course. She didn't come out and say it, but that's what it was. Um, what bothered me even worse was all of a sudden she went into. She started talking about God in heaven. <laughs> I was like, um, and I was like, oh, you wouldn't like my podcast then. <laughs> and so I told her what it was. She's like, no, no. I was like, listen. I'm not beating up on your on your religion right now. I'm just beating up on the Old Testament because it's batshit crazy, and I'm sorry. I will never apologize for saying that. And she was like, 
She wouldn't really comment on the Old Testament. Because she probably never fucking read the Old Testament. Wait, no, it gets better. Okay. Probably not the Old Testament. But then she reveals to me she's a born-again Christian. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. So I don't know how recently this happened. Like I said, four bottles in, two o'clock in the morning. I'm not really, you know, we're not getting that into it at that point. I hate that term. Born-again Christian. Okay, well, 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 she was, I hate to say this, she sounded like a fanatic cult member. Okay, well. And I'm going to say this. She's a born-again Christian. I'm going to say this. Every single born-again Christian I have ever met in my life has sounded like that. Like, it's, it's, it's crazy how they sound. Basically, she said, if you're not, if you're not a Christian, you're not you're going, going to, to hell. You, yeah, you're not, you're not. So that was the big one. And no logic work, no anything. But what disturbed me was, I have discovered, and I'm sorry if I'm insulting any born-again Christians, it seems like every born-again Christian I've ever met has had something really traumatic happen in their lives. Or they were addicted to something, whether, whether it's alcohol, drugs, pornography, whatever they might be. They, it's almost like whatever they were addicted to, they traded in for Christ. And now I'm wondering, I, this is a woman I've known my whole life, and I'm actually now concerned, like, what was her trauma? What was her addiction? Because I've never seen, air quotes, a normal person, like, turn to being a born-again Christian. Yeah. So uh, I'm just wondering now, I'm like, did I miss, like, something, like, traumatic in her life? And I mean, if you had a bet on it, like, if you had to place odds, being that she's a woman, I'd say at the top of the list is probably, like, sexual abuse. I'd say that's probably, like, at the top okay. of she the w- list. She recently had a uh, breast cancer diagnosis. Okay. Wait, wait. At stage zero, treatment's going very well, thankfully. And um, she's fine. She's fine. But she was a born again before I that. I don't know when. That's why the next time I speak to her when I'm not, you know, inebriated, I'm going to have to ask her, like, when did, the, when did this happen? Yeah. Well, so, yeah, it's just, um, she sounds racist. She sounds scared. And really what you should have told her is she shouldn't really be all that concerned because given her age, like, there's not much time left for anyone to change anything about her lifestyle. Yeah, don't, don't live in fear, buddy. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, there's not a lot of time. Like, enjoy the time you have left. They're not going to get to you by the time you croak. Yeah, they might get to, like, the, the yeah. east end of Nassau. Right. Like, they might get to the Suffolk border right. by the time. Right, yeah. <laughs> they they're coming from places. It's above. just I don't know. They're not coming for your hamburgers, man. I don't <laughs> know what to say. Well, the Israelites are coming for the Canaanites. That is true. Now, what if she's right? Like ten thousand years from now, they're gonna read the book of like the conversation we had, and they're mm-hmm. like, oh, she was right. They did come for her well, stuff. Maybe mm. if you show me a talking donkey in today's world. I might be concerned. I've uh, met a lot of talking asses, man. Until then. Is all it, right. So yeah. let's get into numbers. Um, we left off. Um, the Israelites uh, have st- have started basically taking over certain like territories, right? Yeah, I know we do the previously on, but it wasn't until I listened to in-depth the episode last night to update the website. Mm-hmm. They invaded like four different places. Yeah, they 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 hit the Canaanites. By the way, clever t- uh, episode name. Um, you probably forgot what it was, even though you came up with it. I know. Oh. Um, the Bashanites, those, those who Canaanite yeah. preach. So they they basically and the last three 
places they invaded, they gave like one sentence to. Like, we're not supposed to know that you just killed like a million people. I noticed that <laughs> I feel like the people who wrote the Bible, like they get to the point where like they, they create these fantastical stories and then like they get bored of writing it and they finish <laughs> off with like a sentence. But that sentence could have been like an entire like chapter on its own, you know, because like a million things could have taken place. Like when they mentioned the book of the wars of the Lord. Yeah. Like, right. <laughs> or the Nephilim. Yeah. You know, it's like just in passing, they mention shit. That's like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, the Israelites are moving. The Israelites they're, they're, are moving. They're taking ground. All right. They're no longer at the base of Sinai. They're not taking prisoners either. They're like literally killing everybody. Um, Yahweh is constantly fucking with them. You know. Um, if it's not the fucking like fire or opening up the earth to swallow them, it's snakes. <laughs> like you know, uh, yeah. At this point, maybe we can't blame the Israelites for their actions. Yeah, like, we, we keep going back and forth on this. Yeah, the repercussions are pretty bad. Like if you don't listen to them. All right, so let's get into uh, Numbers twenty-two. Let's do it. Uh. Balak summons Balaam to curse Israel. Now, right off the bat, I have a big problem. I do too, and I think we probably have the same problem. What's the problem? Too many B's in this. Uh, Not just chapter. B's. B A. Right. <laughs> Baal, Ak, Baal, Am, and it's like, why do the names have to be so goddamn fucking and Balaam similar? Balaam is the son of Beor. <laughs> <laughs> that I don't even give a shit about. But the two main characters that we have to focus on are Balak and Balaam. And it's like their names are so goddamn similar. Like I had to keep going back to see like which one is which. Maybe the uh, the author of this chapter like was famously used the word letter B all the time. Like Mike Brady in the Brady Bunch movie. Right. Every single thing he architect looked just like his house. Right. <laughs> and the worst part is there's probably like unlike the Brady Bunch, that house actually does exist. Balak and Balaam probably never even existed. Easy guy, man. Don't 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 shit so, on the dead. Balak, right? He's like the leader of like whatever. Um who's he the leader of? Son of Zippor, right? He's, and he's like whatever. He, he's the next territory over. Yeah, whatever the territory is. So like any reasonable ruler. He sees what the Israelites have done to his neighboring like territories. Yeah. And he's like, yo, they're gonna they're gonna come here next. So he goes to summon or he has people summon this guy named Balaam, yeah. who's somewhere else. He's like yep. away, like maybe in modern day Iraq or wherever modern day Iraq is, somewhere like that. He goes to summon for this guy, but it's not explained why. Or what this guy's skill set is. We find out, though. Yeah, well, apparently this guy's like, what, like an oracle? He's kind of like he's kind of like the Moses Aaron of, the, of wherever the fuck he's from. But uh, from who? From. Like, so now we're going to get into him getting directions from Yahweh later in this chapter. But before this, mm -hmm. what was he doing? Like, well, he, sa he said he's sending messengers to Balaam. Because whomever you bless is blessed, and whomever you curse is cursed. Right. So he's got a reputation of being a prophet, an oracle, or or maybe the hand, a hand of God. Right. All right. So in Numbers 22, verse 6, um, Balak 
So that's the Balaam. Or it's a message. He doesn't say it directly to him because he sends messengers. He says, come now, curse this people for me since they are stronger than I. Perhaps I shall be able to defeat them and drive them from the land. For I know that whomever you bless is blessed and whomever you curse is cursed. So if you get this guy's blessing, man, that bodes well for you. So the messengers get there. And the guy's like, what? Um, you know what? Spend the night. I'm going to talk to God tonight. I'll talk to you in the morning. And the first thing God says to Balaam, because apparently this is the same God, because he calls him the Lord. He, and it's spelled with that weird font. Okay. Right? He's actually in communication with God. Yahweh, Lord, whatever. And um, God asks him, who are these people with you? Which just reinforces that this guy, doesn't, he's not all-knowing. So uh, he tells them who they are, and he says, you shall not go with them because the Israelites are the blessed people. Do not go back to tell Balak that you're going to curse these people because they're blessed. Yeah, in verse 22, I'm sorry, in Numbers 22, verse 12, God said to Balaam, you shall not go with them. You shall not curse the people for they are blessed. So, so Balaam rose in the morning and said to the officials of Balak, Go to your own land, for the Lord has refused to let me go with you. You had your audience, now get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So, (laughs) the messengers go back to Balak, Mm -hmm. and they don't really quite tell the truth. They didn't pass that message along. They said, he refused to come with us. Right. They left out the part that he spoke to God. (laughs) Like, how do you leave out that part? Right. So what's he doing? He goes, you messengers suck. Let me bring up my first string messengers. And he sends new messengers out with the same request. But Balaam replied to the servants of Balak, although Balak were to give me his house full of silver and gold, I could not go beyond the command of the Lord my God. In that weird font, the Lord is spelled Basically, say no matter how much money you give me, I'm not going to tell you what you want to hear. I'm going to tell you what Yahweh said. Well, he doesn't refer to him as Yahweh. So then he's like, uh, you guys should spend the night, (laughs) right? Um, And let me talk to God. So, Numbers 22, verse 20, that night God came to Balaam and said to him, if the men have come to summon you, get up and go with them, but do only what I tell you to do. So Balaam got up in the morning saddled his donkey, and went with the officials of Moab. So do you think Yahweh's like, fuck, another group of stiff-necked people. I said no. I meant no. Like, why are you bothering me again? (laughs) You know what it is? I'm starting to think maybe these people aren't stiff-necked. Maybe they're just, like, logical. And, like, because everything Yahweh says flies in the face of convention and reason and logic. And you know what? You can't take no for an answer here, because if you take no for an answer, you're going to get invaded and destroyed. So you got to ask a second time, I guess. No, really. Like, I don't know what Yahweh's like. He's he's angry over nothing here. So that leads us to Balaam, the donkey, and the angel. <laughs> and I got to tell you, no one looks good here. Only the donkey. The donkey's the only one that is reasonable. All right, so Numbers 22, verse... 22 God's anger this is right I 
I didn't get this either. I had to read it twice. So, so. I'm sorry because to the audience. So I read Numbers 22, verse 20 to you. So Balaam got up in the morning, saddled his donkey, and went with the officials of Moab. The very next line in the Bible, God's anger was kindled because he was going, and the angel of the Lord took his stand in the road as his adversary. So... Now, he was riding on the donkey, and his two servants were with him. All right. So, correct me if I'm wrong. Yahweh tells Balaam, yo, go back with these people to Moab. And then when you get to Moab, like, I'm going to, like, speak through you. And, like, you can tell, like, Balaam or whatever that fucking guy's name is, Balak, what the situation is. And Balaam is like, no doubt. Next morning, he fucking gets on his donkey and takes off, but God is angry because he was going. I don't understand. I, I, can't, I just, while you were saying that, I came up with two possibilities. Go ahead. Either God, like, it's always, this guy always talks to God at night. He says, stay tonight, I'm going to talk to God. <laughs> God's probably so deep in the source at that point. <laughs> he forgets that what he, he forgets. Says. So, mate, yo, what if God... <laughs> It's was an old drunk guy at the bar, <laughs> but but like but like he was like a, like a gangster. Like people used to come to yeah, him. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, you know, for, for all the decisions God made, he only talked to like two people all day. They, you know, they came. By the time you know, he was, he, he's a drunk, he's a drunk mobster. <laughs> <laughs> what the if other, God is a drunk mobster? So the other thing I'm thinking is maybe who now who is it? Balaam. Balaam's the guy on the donkey. Maybe Balaam goes to God, and he goes, "Yo, man, I think I should." Can I go hang out with my boys? Is it okay if I go with my boys? And God's like, Oh yeah, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, go with your boys. Yeah, go go with your boys and see what happens. Like it's like it's like a like a, a, a yes from your wife or your girlfriend. Yeah, and it's not really yes. Oh, <laughs> like, read the yes, room. right. Like no, fine, fine, fine. He said fine. Yeah, that's probably what he said. He probably said no. Nah, that's that's yes. pretty funny. But the problem is, God's though he didn't solicit God. God told him directly, Yo, this is what you should do. Well, then then I'm gonna lead to. I'm going to lead back to he was a drunk mobster, not a... I mean, that's more reasonable. All right. So, Scott, why don't you tell us? (laughs) So, the angel, right? The angel of the Lord, whatever the fuck that means. It's another one of his... uh... uh, Goes into the road to act as the adversary for Balaam. Okay? (sighs) Yeah. What happens next, Scott? Okay, so now the donkey, who you said are very intelligent, very loyal, yes. he sees his angel in whatever form with a sword. Yeah. I'm assuming it's a humanoid. It's, you know, but it's any dude that has the balls to stand in the middle of the road with a sword while a guy and a donkey and two assistants are with him is either crazy or he's got like backup in the ditch next to the road, right? You pull over for one guy and then you get jumped. Mm-hmm. So the donkey goes, fuck this, and he kind of veers off the road. Like, I'm going to go around this dude. So the donkey already is smarter than the three men combined. Well, the the real problem is... All right, go ahead, go ahead. Right, so now, Balaam, like, he, he strikes his donkey, which makes sense. You hit your donkey to get him back to where he's got to go. So the donkey gets back on the road. Mm-hmm. And then, <laughs> then they're in a narrow passageway. Which I don't understand. Yeah. Like, did these walls come up out of nowhere? Well, no. The, the angel of the Lord moved. 
Like he moved into this particular place. Oh, so they got they finally got to this place, and now the angel was there again. So he says like vineyards with walls on both sides. So I'm wondering if it's like actually walls of vines and stuff, not necessarily like a concrete wall. You know what I mean? I hear you. It doesn't matter. So now the donkey sees, and he starts to veer, and Balaam's sandaled foot brushes up against the wall, and I guess it hurts. Yeah. So he strikes the donkey again. Right. And again, I'm not mad at Balaam because, you know, donkey's acting weird. Right. And we don't find out until later that this is his trusted donkey. But maybe his donkey's old. I don't know. So then (laughs) the angel disappears. And the angel go, pops well, up somewhere no, else. That, right. Then the angel, right, pops up somewhere else. In a narrower place, like where he can't turn. Right. So now it's got so, sheer cliffs on both sides. So that know. gets us to Numbers 22, verse 27. When the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, it laid down under Balaam. And Balaam's anger was kindled, and he struck the donkey with his staff. Then the Lord opened the mouth of the donkey, and it said to Balaam, What have I done to you that you have struck me these three times? Balaam said to the donkey, Because you have made a fool of me. I wish I had a sword in my hand. I would kill you right now. All right. Let's break this down before we move on. Let's spend the rest of the night on this one. All right. So, number one. Any normal person's response to the donkey talking would be like, what the fuck? No. Balaam had an actual fucking response for him, right? <laughs> You've made a fool of me, he tells the donkey. <laughs> wait, wait. Do you think Balaam turned to his assistants and goes, you heard that, right? <laughs> like, like, I want clarification. that I, I didn't fucking imagine that. <laughs> Bro, I don't know what's going on. All right, so Yahweh tells Balaam, go to Moab and confront, like, the king of Moab in person, and I'll speak through you. Balaam gets on his donkey and takes off from Moab, which pisses off Yahweh. So he sends an angel to intimidate who? Because... Because it's apparent Balaam couldn't see the angel. At Only f- the donkey was seeing this fucking right. angel. Right. At first, I was like, well, Balaam's kind of being a dick. But then the next sh- section reveals like the donkey was acting completely in a wise, wise fashion. Right. And Balaam wasn't seeing any of it. So I don't understand what Yahweh is upset about, why he's speaking through the donkey, and so Balaam is the everyone's acting rationally with the information that they have at hand right. except for Yahweh. Yahweh is the only one acting irrationally. Am I wrong? You are not wrong. Like you, that's perfect how you said that. They made the best decisions with the information they had at the time. The Don't donkey me. sees this angel with a sword. So the donkey moves to avoid it. Balaam doesn't see the angel with the sword, and he's like, what the fuck is my donkey doing? My shit's breaking down on me. Yeah, like, and, oh, you're making a fool out of me. You know why? <laughs> because they maybe his assistants were like, hey, uh, Balaam, let's, uh, let's take this, uh, this crazy new donkey over here. And he goes, nah, I got, I got, check out my hot rod. I got right. my old donkey here. 
Yeah, so he's being made a fool of. All right. At what point does Balaam do a double take and say, wait a second, did my donkey just ask me a question? Not once. Yeah. He never once goes, why is my donkey talking? So, hey, wait, wait. Yeah. Once your donkey talks to you, your first answer shouldn't be, you're making a fool out of me. Right. You're like, holy shit, you talk? That's. And like, maybe you know something? Let's have a conversation about what, what happened. That's what I'm saying. If you, so, you know what? Maybe the donkey could always talk. And he liked being a beast of burden. Like, maybe you should have spoken earlier. You're right. Listen, maybe maybe this donkey always did talk, but now it's talking as Yahweh. Yahweh's manipulating the donkey now. So after Balaam tells the donkey that he wants to kill him, Numbers 22, verse 30, but the donkey said to Balaam, am I not your donkey, which you have ridden all your life to this day? Have I been in the habit of treating you this way? And he said, no. Then the Lord opened the eyes of Balaam, and he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the road with his drawn sword in his hand, and he bowed down, falling on his face. The angel of the Lord said to him, Why have you struck your donkey these three times? I have come out as an adversary because your way is perverse before me. The donkey saw me and turned away from me these three times. If it had not turned away from me, surely just now I would have killed you and let it live. Okay. Please, because this is fucking so dumb. Okay, so the donkey now saved the guy's life three different times. According to the angel. According to the angel. So, But the angel is angry with this man for attacking the donkey because the donkey was avoiding the angel that Balaam couldn't see. Right. So he's upset with Balaam for doing something to the donkey that he couldn't possibly know the reasons for why the donkey right. was doing it. Right. Yeah. So listen again. Yeah. Right. Why is he angry at Balaam? <laughs> when he goes, he opened Balaam's eyes so he could see the angel. Yes. Perhaps it wasn't literally a, um, it wasn't literally somebody standing in the street with a sword. It was other signs and clues that the donkey saw, and Balaam's eyes weren't open to it. He opened his eyes and he saw the sign for what it was. Maybe, I saw the sign. Maybe it wasn't an actual physical figure in the street with a, like, the donkey just got some intuition based off some something. I don't know. Dude, I don't know. It's like. No, I think this is like literal. Like, I think they're literally telling the story of, I don't think this is metaphorical. Oh, so now you're taking the Bible literally, huh? Is that what we're doing? No, I'm <laughs> saying the author the author's intent was not to make this metaphor. Why hide the angel from Balaam's sight? Just to fuck around? So this is... So this is Maybe the angel didn't know what the fuck he was doing. Like he wasn't tuned to the right frequency. Like so donkey this eyes is, could see it. But this is where our disconnect is right now, Scott. Me and you? Or me, you, and yeah, the Bible? Reflexively, <laughs> reflexively, you're trying to justify and explain... Like, what's going on? And I'm saying there is no justification. This is just straight-up stupid shit that's going on right now um, on many levels. Because, one, they're upset with Balaam for something that he poss couldn't possibly know. 
And two, yeah. I don't understand what he did that angered Yahweh because literally, as I said, we went from, hey, go to Moab to him on his way to Moab and God not being happy about it. Is and it- here he says perverse. Yeah, what was perverse? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. Is it possible God sent like the lunkhead angel down on this mission? Like, like uh, seriously, he didn't tune his like transmitter to like human eyes. Like the donkey saw him, and the, he was like, "Why the fuck does the donkey keep turning?" It's possible. It's possible Yahweh didn't even send the angel because it says God's anger was kindled because he was going. And the angel of the Lord took a stand in the road. So it's, it's possible, like, this was just initiative taken by the angel you of the You think the angel saw that his boss was upset? And he's like, I'm going to take care of this. I'm going to get some brownie points for this. It's possible. But that still doesn't answer, why was Yahweh angered? Can someone explain no, this to no, me? No, nobody can fucking explain it. Right. So now what you're going to have is you're going to have some... Theologians again. You're going to have some bullshit-like preacher... Come up with some bullshit like reason. Wait, 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 wait. This, this is great. So, when he said, if the donkey did not turn, I would have surely killed you and let the donkey live. Yeah. So, Balaam goes, okay, so should I turn around and go home? And the angel's like, no, keep going. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Balaam said to the angel of the Lord, I have sinned, for I did not know that you were standing in the road to oppose me. Now, therefore, if it is displeasing to you, I will return home. The angel of the Lord said to Balaam, go with the men, but speak only what I tell you to speak. Yeah, I got that instruction before. Which is exactly (laughs) what was said. Right. Again, I don't understand what Balaam did. I don't understand why Balaam's probably not. He's got to be saying, how did I get dragged into this bullshit? All right, so what happens next, Scott? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, my my notes are like really concise. Is that what it is? It's like short. Mm-hmm. Um, he makes it to Bollock, and then Bollock's like, "Yo, dude, why don't you come?" Blah 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 blah. And he was like, "Yeah, yeah. Listen, God said no, but but I'm here now." And he says, "Um, okay, come with me. Come with me. Like, come over here to the ridge." Yeah. And gaze upon the, the massing army of the Israelites. And uh, <laughs> Balaam says, all right, build me seven altars. Give me seven bulls and seven rams. Again with the number seven, man. Yeah. Um, so he did as he said. Um, Stay here beside your burnt offerings while I go aside. Perhaps the Lord will come to meet me. So basically he's like, yo, chill here. I'm going to go talk to the God. Mm-hmm. Talk to God again. And God said... um. All right, so I'm going to read this. You are the reader. So Numbers 23, verse 7. This is God. I'm sorry. You keep saying God. It's Yahweh. Let's be very specific. Wait, wait, you're on 23.7? Yep. What about 23.4? What about it? You just did that part. I'm sorry, go ahead. Right, right, right. So in verse 7... Yahweh is now going to speak through Balaam to Balak. Remember, Balak wants to curse the Israelites. 
Then Balaam uttered his oracle, saying, Balak has brought me from Aram, the king of Moab, from the eastern mountains. Come curse Jacob for me. Come denounce Israel. How can I curse whom God has not cursed? How can I denounce those whom the Lord has not denounced? For from the top of the crags I see him. From the hills I behold him. Here is a people living alone and not reckoning itself among nations. Who can count the dust of Jacob or the number the dust cloud of Israel? Let me die the death of the upright and let my end be like his. All right. Now, besides the fact that this is all fucking nonsense, (laughs) why is it written all like weird like in the fucking bible itself like why is it written with this weird spacing like is this a song i think maybe because they they mentioned the word he's an oracle right now Mm -hmm. so perhaps he's not talking in his normal voice he's almost like the the entities possessing him Mm -hmm. and he's kind of talking with god's what's a voice and inflection you know, I thought I knew until I read this. Yeah. I think I thought an oracle was just somebody who maybe an oracle is something someone who's like a vessel for another Yeah. You know, another sure. voice, you know sure. what I mean? Another sure. vocabulary for it. But it's um, um it's like uh the you know when you want to boost your Wi-Fi signal, maybe yeah. he's an oracle is like a booster for like it picks up a voice and then it boosts that voice so people can hear it. No, I think the I think Oracle develops the software that runs on the booster. <laughs> All right. Is Oracle still a software company? I don't know. I I I I'm I was on my way here and I was like you over would... under 20 minutes Scott like makes the Oracle joke about like, you know, comparing the Oracle to like the software company. Really? Yeah. Isn't that predictable? I mean, it's it's an obvious joke. It's you, could, an obvious, you, could, you, could, you could probably AI it's a, it's me pretty easily, joke. right? Like if you, you, fed, you fed enough information to AI, they nail me. All right. So, um, then Bollock, he's all like, what the fuck, man? I asked, I asked you to fucking curse these people, I thought and we you're were blessing boys. them. I thought we were boys. What the fuck? Right. So, of course, Bollum is like, yo... I told you I can only say what Yahweh puts in my mouth. Well, he says the Lord. So you know what? He's probably been going to the Oracle. Well, the Oracle in the Matrix, too. He used to go to her for knowledge because she could see things you couldn't see. Okay. Right? So, I mean, obviously, Balak was known to Balaam and probably to everybody that he's a window into God. He's probably never heard, like, no from him. Like... God said, no, you can't do this, you can't do that. Like, Because he's still alive, his people are still alive, so everything must have been going good. This may be the first time that he ever was told no by, by this oracle. Here's what's really going on. Remember <laughs> Ghost? Yeah. You remember Ghost? Do you remember us watching it together? So do you remember <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg was like the charlatan, right? She wasn't really a medium. Yeah, loved her. Right? Yeah. Until... Patrick Swayze showed up, and then she really was a fucking medium. She was an oracle. Yeah, that's what this guy is. She wasn't a medium. She was an oracle. Well, this, like, this guy fucking Balaam, right? He had the reputation for, like, being an oracle, right? But he'd never met Yahweh. This is his first time meeting. This is his first, like, actual, like, communication with Yahweh. 
Did you hear about the um, the short psychic that escaped from prison? They're looking for a small medium at large. <laughs> I'll see myself out. <laughs> so, what do you think about my theory that I just mentioned? What was your theory? <laughs> All right. So let's move on to Balam's second no, what oracle. What was your theory? No, no, it, it doesn't matter anymore. I'm ready to move on to Balam's second <sighs> oracle. So <laughs> Balak said to him, come with me to another place from which you may see them. You shall see only part of them and shall not see them all, then curse them for me. So Balak's whole plan is, I brought this fucking oracle here to curse the Israelites he blessed them. Maybe if I take him to another place, he'll curse them. That's reasonable. Maybe he's like, yo, dude, you don't understand. Maybe you need to yeah, get let a me show you these, Yeah, let me show you these dirty motherfucking <laughs> Israel. You've been looking at, like, the clean Israelites. Let me take you to the yeah, ghetto that's a, that, that's a bad example yeah, that right. I'm showing you. Yeah. Like, you've only seen, like, right. You've only seen, People like, the, the secular <laughs> Israelites. Let me take you to the Hasidic section of town. <laughs> They're playing, they're playing yeah. ukuleles or what, what's that? They're like, they're ripping necks off of chickens in the street, <laughs> you know. They're taking public money and running uh, schools into the ground, not teaching kids shit. That happens? It's like a big story in the Times this week. Like how New York City, um, they give money to yeshivas, and then these yeshivas, like, don't teach, like, shit that they're supposed to teach well, like it's just yeah. like religious instruction nice gangster subsidized that's what it is subsidized so anyway so um balam is going to bl- uh curse the israelites right absolutely i mean he sees them for what they are now here's the funny part so numbers 23 <laughs> verse 15 balam said to balak stand here beside your burnt offerings while I meet the Lord over there. Oh. It's always like over there. He's always got to oh. go somewhere to meet the Lord. I see where you're going, I think. So I'm not going anywhere. I'm just saying like whenever You're he talks somewhere. to the Lord, like he always has to walk away. Well, let me interrupt. That's fair. Because if he's actually talking to the Lord, Moses and Aaron and all the priests also had to go over there to an anointed place, to a holy place. God couldn't just show up here. But it he doesn't sound people. like he's making him, like, become holy. <laughs> he's just going behind a tree. And by holy, I mean clean. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know what's going on. So, anyway, so he goes off to the side, and he talks to, like, the Lord. And then he goes back to Balak. And this is what <laughs> Yahweh says through Balaam. Rise, Balak, and hear. Listen to me, O son of Zippor. God is not a human being that he should lie or a mortal that he should change his mind. First of all, God's changed his mind plenty of fucking times. So let's just get that shit straight, right? Has he promised and will he not do it? Well, so far, yes, he's made many promises that he hasn't. Has he spoken and will he not fulfill it? See, I received the command to bless he has blessed, and I cannot revoke it. He has not beheld misfortune in Jacob, nor has he seen trouble in Israel. The Lord their God is with them, acclaimed as a king among them. 
God who brings them out of Egypt is like the horns of a wild ox for them. Surely there is no enchantment against Jacob, no divination against Israel. Now it shall be said of Jacob and Israel, See what God has done? Look, a people rising up like a lioness and rousing itself like a lion. It does not lie down until it has eaten the prey and drunk the blood of the slain. So you can imagine Balak is not happy to hear this because I imagine that his is the blood of the slain that is being prophesied. And um, he is the prey that the lions will be feasting upon. Yeah, I'm thinking he's definitely regretting getting this oracle to come to buy. <laughs> this, this is not good news. Yeah. So then Balak comes up with a great plan. <laughs> Balak says to Balaam, come now. I will take you to another place. Perhaps it will please God that you may curse them for me from there. Now, okay. Wait, 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 wait. You missed the part. You missed the part. Go ahead. After Balak heard that from Balaam, he goes, okay, all right, do me a favor. Don't curse them, but don't bless them either. Like, let's, let's just leave it even keel. And then Balaam's like, what, what, didn't I just tell you? Like, they're already fucking blessed. There's nothing I can do. Where's that part? Uh, 22... 25. Numbers 22, 25. 22? Numbers 22, verse 25. That's last chapter. You're in 20, I'm sorry, 23. I'm sorry. 23, verse 25. Then Balak, said to Bal, then Balak said to Balaam, do not curse them at all, and do not bless them at all. Like, basically, let's just let's call it even. Get out of here. Don't do anything. Just let's leave it even. Right. But then he says... Come with me to this place. Yeah, now you're really going to see the he Drake wants society, yeah. him to curse them. Now, no, when he's playing the game, now he's like, he's like, all right, man, you don't have to do nothing, but just take a look at this. Just you know, in, in his head, he's like, maybe this will change his mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you got to <laughs> explain this to me. <laughs> what is this? Because there's been a lot of stupid shit that I haven't understood. With the donkey and the angel and people doing what Yahweh says, but then Yahweh being upset with them for doing exactly what he says. What does Balak think? Why does Balak think that taking Balaam to another place is going to bring on the curse? Maybe he thinks Balaam... Maybe he doesn't quite believe that Balaam speaks for God. He always trusted his insight and his wisdom and his prophecies because it always benefited him. Now he's starting to say something negative, and he's like, well, maybe he doesn't really have the... But I still want his blessing because I'm super I'm superstitious. Yeah. You know what I mean? So maybe he's like, if, he, if, he, if I can get him to say, oh, shit, you're right, I'll bless you and curse them, yeah. like, everything will be okay. He's yeah. grasping at straws. He knows his end is his end is nigh. Yeah. All right. All right. I mean, I'm I'm not gonna get too hung up on it. Just a lot of stupid, like nonsensical shit has occurred over the past two chapters, and that gets us to numbers twenty four, Balaam's oh. third oracle. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. yeah. All right. Sorry. Um. They they broke this. They broke the oracles up in a weird fashion. They did. Well, everything is weird about this book. <laughs> I mean, what is not weird about this book? It's super weird. 
Uh, he went to the fourth place, or he's doing that now? Uh, no, they're they're going to their third place now. Wait, 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 wait. At each place, he sets up altars and sacrifices rams and bulls and all that. Yeah, like that seven, like the seven oxen, the seven. So there's a lot of animals dying and probably being like Yahweh's probably telling Balaam, "All right, you can entertain him, but you need to produce some fuel for my ship." Like right. it's just like, what are you doing? All these carcasses. But I mean, and again, in fairness, it's Balak that's like proposing all of these new sites. So he's just playing into like Yahweh's hands yeah. every time he proposes a new site. Yahweh's like score. Right. I get more animals. So, <laughs> so we're on twenty four, right? Yep. All right. <laughs> you gonna talk? Oh, um, mm. I mean, I could do it. It's nothing really. Balaam saw that it pleased the Lord to bless Israel, so he did not go to look for omens, but set his face towards the wilderness. He was basically he was telling Balak, "Yo, dude, enough, man. How many times I got to tell you?" Yeah. Like, I don't want to piss this guy off. I'm doing what he's he, uh, like. You want to kill me and my donkey and all that shit? I don't want, you know. Uh, yeah. So uh, you got to read him, and I can't read him. I mean, basically, he does another one of these fucking, like, blessings. Um, you know, water shall flow from his buckets. Uh, God who brings out, you know. I see, I see what happens here. Who brings him out of Egypt, blah, blah, blah. And basically, he blesses. The Israelites for a third time. This time, not only is now not is he not he's not pointing out that I'm not going to curse them like he did the first two times. Now he's actually saying, "Oh shit, they got some nice tents. Oh look, they got some." Uh, now he's like he's talking them up, and I'm wondering if this is just a way for Balaam to tell Balak, "Yo, dude, man, it's a lost cause." Yeah. Well, the last lines are, "Blessed is everyone who blesses you, and cursed is everyone who curses you," and. So, Numbers 24, verse 10, Then Balak's anger was kindled against Balaam, and he struck his hands together. Balak said to Balaam, I summoned you to curse my enemies, but instead you have blessed them these three times. Now be off with you. Go home. Right. Then he said, I said I will reward you richly. But the Lord has denied, denied you any reward. Oh, he was telling the oracle, dude, I would have fucking paid you. Yeah. But now the, that, uh, this Lord, yeah. this Lord that you're listening to has denied you. Yo, by listening to him, you missed out on these. Yep. Yeah. And of course, Balaam is like, yo, bro, all I did was what you asked me to do. I spoke with like the Lord, and this is what the Lord was telling me to say. So do you think like Balak was like, listen, man. Wait, wait, wait. Who, who are we talking about now? It always mixes up. Oh, do you think Bollock just turned to Bollock and said, listen, man, just find me 13,000 votes. I'll do the rest. Fucking bless us and curse them. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, you'll get paid and pardoned. All right. So I, I, I want to say I, I like the fact that Bollum yeah. obviously knows the deal. He's not going to fucking say the wrong thing for any kind of money. Because he knows Yahweh's a crazy son of a bitch. So that gets us to Balaam's fourth oracle. <laughs> I think he's just making it up at this point. I mean, I don't need... Uh, all right. So basically, it's more of this like nonsense. 
Yahweh speaking through Balaam. And then Numbers 24, verse 17. Um, I see him, but not now. I behold him, but not near. A star shall come out of Jacob, and a scepter shall rise out of Israel. It shall crush the foreheads of Moab and the heads of all the Shethites. Edom will become a possession, Sayer a possession of its enemies, while Israel does valiantly. One out of Jacob shall rule and destroy the survivors of Ur. Okay, I want to talk about that. Um, so, there was four oracles. The first time he goes, look at these people, and he goes, there's nothing wrong with these people. They're blessed. He goes, oh, maybe you didn't see the right people. Look at the people from this angle. No, they're blessed. Okay, look at the people from this angle. And the third time, now, the oracle is like, nah, these people are pretty cool, man. They're, they're pretty good. They're pretty good. By the fourth time, he's like, yo, these people are going to fuck you up. Like, take a hint. Right. Like, it's, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. And then he gets very specific. Then he looked on Amalek and uttered his oracle saying, first among the nations was Amalek, but its end is to perish forever. Then he looked on the Kenite and uttered his oracle saying, enduring is your dwelling place and your nest is set in the rock. Yet Cain is destined for burning. How long shall Asher take you away captive? Again, he uttered his oracle, saying, Alas, who shall live when God does this? But ships shall come from Kittim, and shall afflict Asher and Eber, and he shall also perish forever. Then Balaam got up and went back to his place, and Balak also went his way. Now, basically, is he saying, you think you got a bed? They're not going to be done with just you. There's going to be ships from other countries coming. They're going to fucking lay waste to those ships, lay waste to these people. You're just a stepping stone. Like, I can't help you or the next three people, peoples that they kill. Yeah, I think uh, he's just, he's basically being told what Yahweh's plan is. But I want you to notice something. So you had just described the three different, like, oracles that occurred, right? He gave the first one. And Balak was like, well, look at him from this angle. Then he gave that one. Then Balak was like, well, what about if you look from this angle, right? And then you said, well, these people are pretty cool, right? Now, the oracle is speaking as Yahweh, right? Yahweh is speaking through the oracle. When have you ever heard Yahweh say these are cool people? (laughs) Because last episode, he was sending snakes into their midst. He didn't say cool. I was just I was narrowing down like a word that could destroy. The oracle was saying, "No, nah, no, nah, they got good shit. They're cool. They're, I don't know. No, Yahweh didn't say this. He's probably changing the vernacular, the, the verbiage to last episode. He was sending poison snakes on the people. Yo, it's now like, they're cool. It's like this, man. These stiff necks that he was he was swallowing, uh, opening up the earth to swallow them. Like he was going to kill all of them." <sighs> Yeah, it's it's like this. It's like I can talk shit about these I people. I can make fun of my sister. You, can't, you can't make fun of right, my sister. Right. It's 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 like that great scene in the movie House Party when Stab and uh, uh, Eraserhead were in the principal's office or the dean's office, and they're like, "Well, he called my mama out a hoe," and blah blah blah, and then like, Stab's like, Arr. and then the the principal goes, "Why would you call his mother a gardening instrument?" And for a second, they're on the same level, like. 
the Chiefs are coming out of me, right? Like, you know what I mean? It's like when you're fighting back in grade school and like a teacher comes. No, we weren't fighting. We're cool. We're chill. I got you. I don't think it's that. You don't anymore, snitch though. on each other in prison. Right. 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 We'll fight it I out. Mean, but that's a clunky analogy, but okay. Okay, here's another analogy. Something I wanted to mention. Um, what's what's her name? Uh, Grenier. The I have uh, no idea who that is. The basketball player that's being held in Russia. Yes. Okay. The, uh, the go ahead. The, okay, you know who she we is. all know who she um, is. Go ahead. So I see a lot of uh, Facebook posts like "keeper, fucker, traitor to America, obey their laws, obey those rules." And I'm saying I'm going to say this to all of those people publicly right now. Yeah, maybe you think she's anti-American. Maybe she is. I don't know. Maybe you think she's this. She's that. You know, I don't know if you'd be saying that if she was like a blonde white girl, but whatever. My th- my vote is. She could be all that shit. Russia don't get to decide that. We get her fucking back here, and then if we want to ostracize her and fucking whatever, cancel her, whatever we got to do, we do that. We do not leave one of the hours over there because they disagree with us. The rights and freedoms that are entitled to every American allowed her to do what, well, she shouldn't have broken the law over there. I'm just saying. But these people are judging. I'm like, no, Russia don't judge our people. We judge our people. Get her back here. How's that for an analogy? Do you know there are people in this country serving? There's people in this country? Serving. Oh, I'm sorry, man. Dude, we're an hour and a half in. I'm a bottle of wine in. I act goofy at the end of the there show. There are people. You act retarded. Oh, sorry. Shit. I used that word again. There you... are people in this country who are in prison for life for marijuana offenses. I don't hear any of these same people who are defending her. Defending any of these people in America who are in prison for life for the same offense. Okay. He, oh, I'm, I am all for that. They should all be released from jail. All of them. Well, first you should give them some job training and get them caught up to like where the, the, the internet exists now and all this. Because you can't just like take some... You saw Shawshank Redemption. You just can't my, come out my of prison. My point is, like, you, you're defending this woman... Who committed a crime in another country? See, I'm not. I'm not defending her. I'm attacking the people that are like, let her die over there. No, she she broke a country's rules, and that's a punishment. I don't agree because of the the. the I mean, I don't really hear anybody saying let her die over there. I hear uh, people like, saying, "Fuck her. We don't need her. She's not an American. She's a traitor. She's like this. Blah blah blah." Well, that's the underlying subtext. But their point is, like, she broke that country's laws, and she is now suffering their justice system. Wait, the same people that are saying that are saying keep those marijuana offenders in jail. There's nobody. Okay. So then they're they're not hypocrites. You're the hypocrite then. Because you should now be like... See, see, wait, 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 wait. They're not hypocrites, but I'm not a hypocrite because I'm only talking about this subject. We're having an ad hoc conversation just about her. Because she's a foreigner and she's an American, so we don't want Americans facing consequences in other countries. Well, it, it, it's, it's like when people say, when like, people that protested against the, uh, like, that were mad about the Black Lives Matter protests, and they were like, well... What about them shooting each other, meaning black people, in Chicago? I'm like, okay, both things can be true. Like, that's bad, and so is your your protesting the protests. Like, just because I'm mentioning her doesn't mean I'm not right because I didn't mention all these other things. You can't do that. We're only talking about her right now. My only point is that there are people in this country who are suffering 
for the same offense that she is committed, and no one talks about that. Everyone's focused on her. You, you are absolutely correct. But that doesn't mean like I'm not like Kim Kardashian. Like I'm some kind of asshole because I'm not advocating for those people. No, it's not. And I will. You know what? I'm going to go on the record right now. Marijuana offenses open the cells. It's not a matter of being an asshole. It's a matter of like it's amazing to me how that never gets brought up. How like as soon as when Russia busts an athlete for having a vape pen. By the way. Let me tell you how fucking, how much of an idiot this woman is, okay? Because she's a fucking idiot. She was traveling in Russia at the start of this war, which is understandable because she plays basketball over there, right? Which makes her fucking crime even that much dumber because she's been playing in Russia now for, I don't know, years and years. Oh, has she? I don't know. Yeah, she's been playing in, in the Russian league for like years now, Okay. She knows someone who can hook her up with some pot. She didn't need to fucking bring pot from America to Russia. She could have landed there and gotten one of her girlfriends or whatever to fucking hook her up with some fucking vape. Fine. She's an idiot. But I'm going to say this. So we're going to believe the Russian judicial system that she had a microgram of marijuana on her and now she's going to stand trial. She's guilty because Putin's fucking Gestapo says so. But we can produce overwhelming evidence against white rich people. And everybody on the street here will be like, oh, the justice system's fucked up. They're manufacturing lies and everything. So we can keep going down this rabbit hole. So your objection to her facing the consequences in Russia is that the Russian uh, legal system is unjust. Oh, they're just lying. I don't know if she had any marijuana on her. I didn't see the marijuana. Did you see the marijuana? So this is... But, but no, the American the po- system is just as corrupt. Dude, the point I was making was, yeah, she might have done whatever she did, but we judge our citizens and we fight for our citizens, whether we agree with what they did or their political views or anything. What about it's like, murder? It's like... What if she murdered someone? That's, that's, can, uh, that's a good point. I mean, listen, she violated their rules. If she did, unfortunately, I believe she needs to be sh- she what, needs to be subject to their rules. What about that kid? Remember that kid in Singapore who that like, got caned? That got caned for like right. What did he do? He like he graffiti cause right because apparently in America graffiti culture you do not graffiti someone's personal car. Well, like apparently it's, it's a in, in Singapore, you can't like even you can't spit gum on the street. If you spit gum out on the street, you can get caned for that, too. Yeah. So. All right. So uh, should we have extradited him back to the United States? Good point. I don't think I'm opposed to her being jailed for the offenses. She I think what set me off was the hate on the Internet basically saying, keep her there. Fuck her. So this fuck is, her. So fuck her. So this no is, no you know what you did the crime do your time but not fuck her. So the problem is this: we have lost our ever loving minds in this country where we no longer can look at any issue objectively and make a fucking argument. We look at who is arguing for the other side. And we have started making all of our decisions based on that. 
And that is why the whole COVID fucking thing was a fucking debacle, Scott. Mm-hmm. This country fucked up COVID so badly. We wrecked our whole fucking economy. We wrecked a whole bunch of shit. You're going to sit there three feet lower than me, by the way, in your fucking peach chair and tell me Joe Biden didn't fuck up the economy? Yeah. I mean, he certainly did fuck up the economy. (laughs) He was a neoliberal who, through his fucking endorsement of, uh, you know, trade agreements, through his erosion of union rights, you know, the legislation that he helped craft and shape and pass as a senator, as the vice president. We we can do a deep dive into Joe Biden next time, and I think we I think we should do a deep dive into Joe Biden. By the way, oh gross! But uh, <laughs> but old. I want to get back to what the I don't even know her name Grenier, or am I, I thinking Lori Grenier? Who's no, on, like, it's not QVC. Lori Grenier. No, because <laughs> because you better believe we be fighting not, to get it's her It's not back. Pam Grier. Pam Grier. Is it E. Lois? I don't know. Um, whoever the chick over there. Yeah, I'm just saying these people want her to stay and face the music, not because of the crime she committed. Because half of Brittany Griner. Okay, I, I was close. They want her over there because she disagrees with their politics. I understand. So you want her to be a political prisoner? Well, she's she was like one of those like kneel during the national anthem. People. No, I know what she was. Yeah, but I, I know what so she that's, was. That's their problem with her. All right, so go ahead. So I'm gonna say this. Um, so you want her back to fuck those people? Not because it's the right thing oh, to do. Fuck! Now you're doing a deep dive into me. I I, I can stop and face myself. Um, Your view on it is reactionary. I I I want her back. If I let me let me let me back up. Let me, let me take a breath. I want her back because I believe her offense. Who gives a fuck? I understand she violated their rules, and justice has to be played out in their country. I understand and respect. Russia's laws and that she violated them. But I want her back because she's a she's an American citizen. And I think the laws are ridiculous. I think But Russia's the laws are ridiculous, ridiculous here. Yes, but she's in the news so we're talking about her right now. I can apply this same the same feeling towards Everybody that's incarcerated in America for I'm, the same reason. I'm just saying, she's not going to face any kind of different punishment than she would have in, like, Alabama if she was caught with, like, marijuana. I saw Air Force One. Prisons in Alabama are nothing like the gulags in so- the Soviet Union. Is that Air Force One or is that Con Air? I never saw Con Air. No, Air Force One, when they had to release the general of the uh, prison. All right. So, anyway. So, I mean, again. I'm just saying, let's not fucking persecute her because she's kneeled for the national anthem. And I'm saying, let's not turn her into a martyr simply because the other side doesn't like her. That's fine. That's fine. I will take a more moderate approach towards her situation, but... um, I mean, it's just, look, ultimately, this is... This is the thing. That's something to like notice in modern day life. When you start forming an opinion about like a hot topic, mm-hmm. are you forming that opinion based on a chain of logic or are you forming that opinion as a reaction to other people and knowing what their ideology is? Yes, I probably if I didn't see the hate directed towards her, I probably would have been like, she violated 
a law in that in that country. We got to see how this plays out. I hope she does all right, but you know, you you broke a law. I don't believe she. I don't know if she did or not because I don't trust those people. Oh, she definitely. Fucking, of course, she probably did. Well, she says she did. She oh. she, she did. Look Listen, at her. She's but, a, uh, but, she's a fucking pothead. Come on. <laughs> and then we, Russell, you can't say ultimately because I can go even deeper. Maybe if we fucking paid our female athletes a living wage, she wouldn't have to go to Russia in the first place. That's nonsense, too. No, that's nonsense, because you say it's nonsense. What do you mean, pay our athletes a living wage? Explain. I mean, pay the women's soccer team the same as the men. Do you they understand? Just did that, right? They just did that? Yeah. Do you understand um, why athletes get paid a lot of money? Because they generate a lot of money. Right. Have you... Do you know... I get it, Can dude. you name one player on... The Liberty? You know who the Liberty is? I can't name any basketball players except for, like, LeBron. Okay. Well, the Liberty are the WNBA RP. New York team. I know who they are, but I don't watch basketball, so I don't know. Nobody watches. I can't name a single player on the New York Giants. All right. Well, let me put it this way. There are people who want Everyone who does watch basketball couldn't name a single player because the arenas are empty. And, by the way, that's not on me, and that's not on you. No. You know who it's on? It's on women. Go and fucking support women. Don't fucking sit here and tell me, uh, these women deserve to get paid the same. Bah, 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 bah. You know who deserves to get paid the same? Serena Williams. Women sure. who play tennis. You know why? Because people give a fuck about going to tennis and watching women play. You know what people don't give a fuck about? They don't give a fuck about going to watch WNBA players. You know how I know? Because I've seen the fucking arenas empty. Agreed. I've Let's... seen the TV ratings empty. They're not owed anything. Agreed. I'm you know I'm only focusing on the 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 American soccer team. You know that was like right. so good for so many years, right. and we know their names. Right. Not right now. Two hours ago, I knew their names, but. That I could see parody, right? But you're right. If you don't, if you don't fill the stadiums, you don't sell the jerseys, you don't sell anything. You don't. You're, I mean, not, you're not in the weeds right. box, no, right? That's that's where it. money comes from. I get that. So no, it, my blanket statement of I was just being hyperbolic. Let me tell you, you know, something, talking Scott, about life. by the way, if your earning potential wait, wait, in so your twenties and thirties took you to another country for let's say six months at a time, so you can earn. A six or seven figure salary for those like six or seven months that you played, everyone should be so unlucky in their life. True. true. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Wait, you get paid a million dollars yeah. to play basketball? I don't cry for any of these bitches that go to like play Guy, Italy. That's the problem right there. Why are they bitches? It's just a figure of expression. Oh, okay. It's a figure of speech. Yeah, yeah. From you. All right, these From fucking, a white man that's in power. These fucking broads. <laughs> All right. These chicks over here. By the way, let me tell you something <laughs> about this white guy. Okay. <laughs> you and me, we wind up you like in a fucking car accident or like our tire gets blown out in the middle of the night on a highway in Alabama yeah. and some Klansmen come and pick us up. Why don't you ask them if I'm a white guy? Uh, forget the Klansman, the police <laughs> with our New York license yeah. plate. So I'm hardly white. You know what? I'm glad I have a shaved head in that in that case. Like it, I would have been like, yo, he's Jewish. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and on that note. On that note. All right. Peace, everybody. Peace.